You are now entering a time and place. A zone back in your mind of good memories, good times, great music, colorful fashions, and where everybody's hair stood higher than their forehead. You are joining me and the rest of this cast on a trip back in time. A time when the 80s were everything. You are entering the Twilight Zones, hosted by two imaginary jocks from that time zone, Toscano and Chang. Fasten up your safety belts and strap on your headgear, and let's go back to the 80s. This is Back to the 80s Radio. This is Toscano from Toscano and Chang. Welcome, everybody, on another Friday because we're bringing you the nostalgia from the memories that we forgot we had. We're introducing the 80s to a whole new generation. And together, today, we are going to be finishing up with part two in our talk about radio personalities from the 1980s. I want to encourage you all to leave a review of our show on whatever platform you listen to us. And let us know what you would like to hear on the show. I also want to thank you guys for listening and officially making us the most popular 80s radio show and podcast in the entire world. Now, in studio is a man that in the 80s would hang out at the Blue Oyster Club wearing nothing but white Converse tennis shoes and white spandex commando. He was seen on many occasions at Florentine Gardens in L.A. by himself, dancing to the tunes of Expose. But we Uh, here at Back to the 80s Radio call him the Chang. All right, the almighty Chang is in the courtroom. Bailiff Toscano, please Refresh my memory on the cases that we are looking at today at Back to the 80s Courthouse as the Honorable Judge Chang resides over today's hearings. Hello, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, 80s cats and kitties and all you 80s ladies and my most favorite Italian since Chef Boyardee, the one and only Tusky. Way it in at two fifty six Toscano, my brother. <laughs> Holy moly, you've added you've added a lot of pounds oh, on me. Nice. Woo! I hope you enjoyed your intro. I felt like building you up. Uh, yeah, you literally Rocky did by earlier. adding uh, well about fifty six pounds to it. Well, I was watching Rocky earlier, and and, and you know that movie Rocky from the eighties just totally motivates me. You know because uh, I'm one for the paper champion. You know, every time I watch Rocky or any Italian show, it uh, I automatically think of you. So there, nice. And well, I mean, I, I mean that in in the highest regard. Please, Italian listeners, don't hate me. I love <laughs> Italian food. I'll take that for whatever it's worth. I want to thank you all. I love Sofia Loren. <laughs> well, big thank you to all of our listeners here in the United States, Canada, Mexico, Central America, South America, Europe, Australia, the UK, the Middle East, the Caribbean, up and down. Every single continent, thank you. A big shout out to everyone who's been 
also affected and is currently being affected by the hurricane in the Caribbean and in the state of Florida. So we want you to be careful, be safe. Hopefully you guys got out of there on time. And if you didn't, just make sure you're uh, somewhere where you're safe. Stick around because we are on our way back to the 1980s. Nobody has the movie I want. Hey, if it's on video, Blockbuster probably has it. I mean, we have over 10,000 videos. Wow. I'll watch these fast and have them back tomorrow, I promise. Relax. At Blockbuster, you can keep your videos for three evenings, so take home plenty. And, and use our 24-hour quick drop. Do you have any children's videos? Sure. Blockbuster's America's family video store. You know, we have more kids' videos than any place else. Hey, more movies, more nights, more fun. Blockbuster Video. Never stop. Never stop. Not even when it hurts. Didn't hurt. Didn't hurt. Didn't hurt. Non stop. Unforgettable memories from the 80s. Back, back to the 80s. Welcome back to Back to the 80s Radio. This is Toscano and Chang, and we are going right back into where we left off last Friday. We are discussing radio personalities of the 1980s and I want to really dig down deep and let all our listeners know wherever you are from hit us on our social media pages and our special pages and hit us with maybe some of your fondest memories of the favorite jocks that you had on FM or AM that's right or AM radio where you live we are eager and hopefully willing to dive into your list and we can talk about it right here at back to the 80s to all of our younger audience and you're wondering what do i care about radio personalities in the 80s i think it's important that everybody understands where 80s fans and 80s radio fans come from and and i want to start off the show talking about one of the most famous radio personalities in the world ever he was born March 14th, 1950. Born Rigdon Osmond Dees III. Was he an Osmond brother? <laughs> no, which is amazing. But otherwise, he's best known as the one and only Rick Dees. Of course, uh, yes. Rick Dees, extremely popular for his nationally, internationally syndicated radio show, the Rick Dees Weekly Top 40 Countdown. Now, this is a man who currently in syndication. Only in 1983, when he first started on that weekend, he was on 18 stations. For 23 years, he was on KISS FM, and he left in February of 2004. He was a long, long-time radio jock on KISS FM. He was replaced by Ryan Seacrest. So now you have an idea <laughs> who replaced oh, yeah. the man, the myth, and the legend. But he was also, as Chang just mentioned, he was in a 1976 satirical novelty song called Disco Duck. He actually received a Grammy Award nomination for his album Hurt Me Baby that received a, a Grammy Governor's Award. Really? And uh, the song, I guess it was Rick D's greatest hit, the White Album, with a song called I'm Not Crazy. And he had a, a few other ones. He was also inducted in the North Carolina Music Hall of Fame and also the Tennessee Radio Hall of Fame. And he's also received the Billboard Radio Personality of the Year for 10 consecutive years. Wow. Uh, you know what's odd? As uh, <laughs> you said, uh, 
what do you want as a word for uh don't hurt me baby yeah uh don't hurt me uh reminded me a lot of my uh ex-wife uh you know don't hurt me baby <laughs> it ended up her saying i'm not crazy the way the story ended was uh, oh yeah she was crazy Boy, did this, I heard her in the old saccharoonie, baby. You know, man. Jack this is a man, Rick Bye. Dees, in July of 1981, turned KISS FM into the number mm. one revenue-generating radio station in the United States with a value approaching half a billion dollars. That's incredible. But uh, I mean, you used to listen to Rick Dees because I listened to Rick Dees. And, and here's the funny thing. I listened to Rick Dees by force. Uh, 1984, I was working for uh, a painting contractor in the Union, all-in-one painting located in Santa Fe Springs, California. Oh, my and, old uh, hometown. All guys, and all the guys I used to work with, all the work vans, and at the shop, KISS FM was playing in the morning. So on the way to our jobs, it was a constant. Every work van, everybody listened to KISS FM. And I worked with a bunch of uh, ex-homies and uh, cats from the 70s. I mean, these cats were all what in their 30s, and I was merely this uh, 19-year-old long-haired cat from Southside Montebello, uh, you know, who was heavily heavily influenced to rock. I grew up listening to KMET and KLOS, and you know that was kind of what I uh, grew accustomed to listening in the morning, and it was a whole culture shock. But I have to tell you, I found Rick D's funny, exciting, and. Sometimes it was like, you know what? The drives to work are cool because you never knew what the hell that dude was going to do. For sure, you could call him a shock jock, but not in a derogatory or a filthy way, just in a way to where that dude was going to shock you with something hilarious at any given moment. So Rick Dees wrote and recorded the song Disco Duck in 1976, sold more than six million copies. Mm -hmm. And the song can be heard on Saturday Night Fever in a brief scene which there's a group of older people learning to move their feet to the disco beat. And mm. Dees at the time was at a station called WMPS and he was fired from the station because he mentioned that this song disco duck was almost number one and his own radio station mm. wouldn't let him play it. So mm. the station manager said, Rick Dees take a hike. Then comes to LA. They start announcing on TV. They had, I'll never forget. So they had a black screen during the commercial, there's a black screen, and all, it started by saying, like one day it would say, did you hear what Rick D said today? We apologize. That's all the commercial said. And then yeah. in another week, it would say, did you hear what Rick D said? Our apologies, blah, blah, blah. And so they build him up. By the time he got on the radio, he blew yeah. up. Let me let you listen to a little bit of one of the kings of radio. Of back in the 80s. Give me the victim's first name. Manny. All right. It's got to be good. I, I can tell from your voice. It is. <laughs> All right. Lay it on me. Okay. He's this guy in our aerobics class. And he's really embarrassing because he doesn't wear any underwear. And he gives everybody a free show. And we want you to kind of get him kicked out of the class. Give him a real scare. Oh, God. <laughs> he, he doesn't wear anything under his gym shorts. Nothing. Oh, boy. Baggy shorts. <laughs> and you, you haven't been looking, have you, Roberta? You can't help but look. Yeah. <laughs> All right. How, how do you know this guy? We work in the same office together. Oh, boy. All right. Well, let's call Manny. 
Hello? Call it for Manny, please. Speaking. Yeah, Manny, this is Bob over here at the gym. You know where the aerobics class is? Oh, yeah, yeah. How's it going? Well, we got a problem. Some ladies had turned you in because uh, you were in their aerobics class, and they said that, that you uh, had been exposing yourself in the class. Exposing myself? Yeah, do you, you know what that means? Oh, well, yeah, but I... They said that you, you wore no uh, underwear under your gym shorts, no underwear, and that when you jog up and down and everything, that it was just pretty well grossing them out. Well, oh, what, have they been looking or what? Well, they said they couldn't help it, that uh, it's just terrible and that uh, you, you looked like you intentionally did this and then asked me to get you out of the class. What? You mean some lady there said that she saw me hanging out of my trunks? Yeah. What is this? Well, uh, that's what she said, and I, uh, I, you know, I have to kick you out of the aerobics class because they, I have no reason to doubt these women. And uh, what do you mean, kick me out? Can, you know, here these, these. Well, excuse me, sir. Can you not wear some underwear when you're jogging up and down, or is, uh, some type of strap in there? Hey, man, what is this, man? If I want my pet to hang out all over the floor, that's my business, man. God. Well, now, don't. I don't think you ought to be using that language to me on the telephone now. Hey, well, I'm. First of all, you're calling me in the early in the morning and telling me all this bullshit, you know, about my, you know, my dog hanging out. That's my business, man. And what about these fat bimbos over there with all their hanging out and their ass hanging out? God. Are you talking about the women? Well, yeah. Who else? Well, I personally don't appreciate the fact that you said that you like to have your hanging out on the floor like that. Now. I bet I, they like it, too. What's that, sir? I, I said I bet they like it, too. Well, they've been reporting you, so they obviously don't like it at all. Oh, I don't believe this, man. You know, come on, Bob, man. Now, you're out of the class, and I, I can see that they said that your attitude would be bad about this. I think that you're an exhibitionist and that you've been trying to show yourself to these women. Hey, f*** you, man. You know what? If, if they're tired of, of seeing me hang out in my trunks, the next time I go down there, I'm going to drop my drawers right there and just jog around the place so all them women can get hot and bothered. Cause you know that's what's really going on, man. We don't appreciate that attitude, sir. Hey, well, uh, tough sh Man, you guys are full of it. Well, no, nah, I don't appreciate that. And you know, something that you may not appreciate is that your untended phone and... Oh. <laughs> is this Rick Dees? Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> you had <laughs> A man, a myth, and a legend who is still active today with his own show. Uh, if you look on billboards uh, in the Inland Empire, they have him looking young. And a lot of people have asked, why is the billboard of him looking young? He explained it. He said, because this is Rick D's. It's not me. He goes, this is the guy on the radio. This is what they're coming to listen to. So I just think it's a phenomenal what, what he's done all these years. I uh, I think Rick D's opened the door for a lot of uh, change in radio, a lot of, uh, like I like I use the term shock jock. Many people have used that term, and it could, it could fit in with so many different types of radio personalities as shock jocks. Uh, and, of course, Howard Stern, who later in the later years, was considered a shock jock. But Rick D's, he was, I think, one of the first jocks that threw the bait in the water. And I like the way that KISS FM built him up. Similar to the way KLOS built up Mark and Brian, a lot of, hey, 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 you know what I mean? But they really never let the cat out of the bag. And Rick D's hit the air. And, I mean, he sailed across water to where Mark and Brian came in. They had to really dig in deep and win the audience over. Now, here's a cat that, to me, is a guy that 
I listened to growing up in the 80s, and he was on KMET and Killer West later, and that is the legend himself, one of the funniest mother effers I've ever met in person, and I listened to on the radio, and that is no other than Fraser Smith. Buddy, 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 how are you, We're buddy? We're back to Fraysport 1980, and I'm trying out a new co-pilot here. We lost our other one in the Bermuda Triangle. Uh, it's 824, and Howard Cosell is at the controls of the show now. Howard, uh, are you sure you know what you're doing here? Have no fear, Frasia, in my, uh, all my years and all my experience in a natural football league. You've taught me a couple of things. Oh, my God, wait a minute, Frasia. We're on collision course with a runaway blimp full of nitrous gas. Just a second, this is... This is terrible. It's filled with nitrous oxide. What's that, Howard? It's a vaporous substance that, when breathed by a homo sapien, produces convulsion that resembles the symptoms and myriad of merriment. You mean laughing gas, Howard? Look out! Oh, no! Oh, God, we crashed into that sucker. Look out! Things are getting pretty... Oh, Things are getting just too funny here. Too heavy. Oh, God. No, too much on Fraysport 1980 on KLOS. Every morning I listen to Fraser Smith going to high school from 1980 out to 1983. Uh, then the transition came. A lot of staff from KMET went to KLOS, and I followed Fraser Smith there. And uh, Fraser Smith uh, did a lot of uh, funny things. He was a lot of different characters, the way me and you play. But he was always a one-man band. You know, he brought in some of his buddies and some of the staff there that would join in the escapades. But it was always him uh, creating another kind of uh, subliminal character that right. he could bring to the table. Uh, very similar to what me and you try to do. So, if, you know, if... if if anybody really cares, uh, a lot of the the way that I am comes from radio guys like that. Now, Fraser Smith and Rick Dees, I think they were both holding the torch in opposite genres of music, but yet they held that torch as kings of their own on that microphone in the morning. So my guy in the morning will always be Fraser Smith. And I later met Fraser Smith when I was doing stand-up comedy, and uh, I performed with him at the ice house and it was on a benefit uh, gig that i met him and i performed on the same stage hours between each other but uh, man the dude was funny as hell and he was cool as hell and he greatly appreciated that yes the chang then was a child of kmt and klos radio you know uh, fraser smith worked in la at KRQ originally from 76 through 79 then at klos from 79 to 84, and then KMET, 84 through 86, and then at KLSX, 86 to 97, and then the story goes on from there. A big career, and at the time, yes. L.A. radio was L.A. radio. L.A. and New York radio were yeah. just it. It was the place to be if you were a jock. Uh, rest in peace to KLSX, my brother. That was a very short-term radio station. Yeah, and it was a great station, too. When we used to go anywhere, whether it... It was to work or to school or whoever was younger at that time in the 80s. And if you were older, you're going to recall that, too, because whether you were in the car, whether you were at work or on your way to whatever it was in the mornings and you were listening to L.A. radio or New York radio or Miami radio, it just anywhere in the U.S., radio in the United States and pretty much anywhere in the world during the 80s, you got 
a handful of characters, and you got a face full of a smile every single morning. It made our morning a lot less troublesome, a lot less stressful. It made your day go by a lot smoother listening to these guys. And you would sometimes, if you had a crappy day, you would turn on the radio when you would go home every, you know, Monday through Friday. You could just listen to these guys and just unload. And the stress for that time while you were going home was gone. Do you remember that? Yes. When we come back, we're going to be talking more about radio personalities back in the 80s and the radio industry and how everything changed. Well, you certainly are up early. Yeah, I wanted to get a good head start on the day. Hey, what are you eating? Nut and cock. What did you say? Nut and cock. No, I I heard you the first time. But all I wanted to know was what the name of the cereal is that you're eating. Nut and cock. Why won't you tell me what you're eating? I did. You said nut and cock. Exactly. Are you in a bad mood? No, I'm in a great mood because I'm eating such a great cereal. And the name of that cereal would be? Nut and cock. Okay, if you say nut and cock one more time, you're going to be sorry. Uh, That's the real name of the cereal, nut and cock. You see, nut and cock is a delicious blend of walnuts and rooster parts. Oh, I get it. Nut and cock is a tasty combination of nuts and cock. Exactly. It took Kellogg's to do it. They finally made a cereal that combines the saltiness of nuts with the delicious farm-fresh flavor of cock. So, nut and cock not only tastes good... But with 100% real rooster, it's also good for me? Now you're getting it. You see, you see, Nut and Cock is the only cereal that combines the great walnut flavor you love with the nutritious taste of cock that my body craves. That's right. Exactly. Fortified with... Fortified with 11 vitamins and minerals, Nut and Cock is an important part of this nutritious breakfast. Nut and Cock, it's chock full of nuts. And chock full of cock. <laughs> Nut and Cock, pick some up today. Okay. And now, back to the 80s with Toscano and Chang. Welcome back to Back to the 80s Radio. Tonight, we are discussing more of the radio personalities that brought us that kind friendship through the microphone and the speakers on Terrestrial Radio. This is Toscano and Chang. Chang here. We have just brought out two kings of L.A. morning radio. If you yourself, our beautiful listeners, has a personality that you loved wherever that may be, Growing up in the 80s in the morning, please hit us on our social media with that individual and possibly that radio station. And maybe we can bring you into the show and use them as another great personality to talk about. And if you hear us and you're back east and a big shout out to everybody listening to us from the East Coast and and down the middle of the United States and anywhere else. Just keep in mind, we're uh, cats from L.A., and so we can talk about L.A. radio. But we have listened to a lot of jocks from all over the place and all over the United States. And everyone was just spot on. They were just phenomenal. We loved those guys and gals. At age 16, this following jock 
worked at his hometown's radio station, KGFW. He was uh, born Arthur Ferguson and was professionally known as the one and only legendary Charlie Tuna, who worked at KBIG 104.3, where he hosted a long-running morning show, Charlie Tuna in the Morning, which aired from 5 to 10 in the morning. Then, of course, he went on to K-Earth 101, and uh, he served as announcer for Casey Kasem in his 1980s television program, America's Top Ten. So this guy was a legend. And beginning in 1986, Tuna began hosting the National Music Survey, first led by Dick Clark, and served a total of 300 stations in the United States. And it was canceled Mm -hmm. until 1990. So Tuna had a long, long career, was on the radio for five hours a day, every day. Most recognized here in Los Angeles. Charlie Tuna! 653, dragging the line. Next hour, Cheapskate's Handbook. For all of you out there who want to be cheap, we have a handbook. It'll fill you in. Also, later on, Steve Canale of Dallas. We'll be talking to him not only about the uh, television series Victory over Miami Vice, but something else he's got coming up. Charlie Tuna. I remember listening to Charlie Tuna. Uh, every time I uh, I heard uh, that intro of Charlie Tuna, his voice, I thought of uh, Star Kiss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You? I did, too. I don't know why. That's funny. Uh, isn't that funny? Because, you know, when you heard his name on the radio, I'm sure a lot of a lot of other guys and, and great gals beside you and me thought that and you in, you envisioned Charlie Tuna from the commercial sitting right. behind a mic with that hat and those glasses spinning some tunes. Sounds like we're listening to KRLA. This is one of those subjects from the 80s that is just so close to every 80s fan's heart because yes. a lot of us didn't go to therapy like a lot of people do today. And music, brother, was our therapy. Wouldn't you agree? I would 100% agree with you. And we've had many discussions about this. And anybody that has tuned into our past shows or anybody that has tuned into my past shows on K-Hits 92.5, where we cape the 80s vibe of Music Alive when I was doing Banging with the Chang, which I will be coming back to. Have no fear. The Chang is here. But uh, I always would talk about... (laughs) the jocks that we used to listen to and what they really meant to us. We have not had that in so long. And, and, and as many people know out there, I have to go ahead and, and caress our ego. That's what me and you and the rest of our cast at K hits 925 have been trying to do bring back radio of the reminiscent era of the eighties, but guys that we used to listen to, even the ladies that we used to listen to, Mary the Turner Burner on uh, Kimmy T and Kilo S back then. Ton Mastery of KNAC. Do you remember Mark and Kim on Coast FM uh, back in the 80s uh, on FM radio? Absolutely, especially when it was their turn to read uh, love letters and dedications and things like that. Yes. Now, there was a girl I used to listen to on KNEC 105.5, Pure Rock from Long Beach, Los Angeles. I used to listen to her. Her name was Anna Lee, and they used to call her Anna the Animal Lee. This chick was sexy. Uh, She was intelligent. She had a superb voice. She knew how to identify because she was a pure rocker. Animal Anna Lee, wherever she may be, good Lord, get a hold of us right here at Back to the 80s to Toscano and Chang. And let us 
pick your brain. KLOS had a few female jocks. So did KMET, by the way. Power 106. Now, in the 80s, Power 106 came out with a lot of female jocks uh, because a lot of the females brought that vibe. Because when Power 106 started, they were heavily building the Latino and the black uh, listener because it was all music of dance. So they were seeing they, the, the jocks they were bringing in were fresher, more uh, uh, appealing to the younger listener as opposed to you know, the radio stations that we were listening to, you know, prior on the other side of FM. Now that you mentioned uh, Part 106 and uh, female jocks, lady by the name of Francesca Capucci. And from, oh, yes. That's you it. know, in the 80s, of course. Another one of the female radio personalities back in the 80s was KFI's Marsha Clark. Ah, that's not the same one that uh, tried to put OJ away because Lord knows it didn't work. That guy got away with <laughs> no. Also uh, on KMET, it was Linda Clayton from 84 to 86. Uh, right. She was also on KLOS from 86 to 90. And how about Cynthia Fox? Yes, absolutely. Rita Wild. Rita Wild, who also became program director. That's right, with Mark and Brian. Now, another one of the celebrity jocks that has made an impact in, I think, your life and my life. And uh, I'm just uh, thankful that he's been on the show and also has become a good friend of the show. And that is the man, the myth, and the legend as well by the name of Shadow Stevens. From Hollywood, this is American Top 40. I'm Shadow Stevens, here for that weekly trip to the top of pop paradise. We'll count down the biggest hits of the Billboard chart, the official weekly survey of radio airplay and record sales across the USA. Our final destination, the big number one. Number 40. Four debuts in this week's countdown, and we lead off with one of them. It's the first time in the chart for a singer known to a lot of happening hipsters in the world of jazz. He's jazz vocalist Bobby McFerrin. Originally from New York, now living in San Francisco. And I got to tell you, I've been hearing this song on the radio for the past few weeks, and it has become one of my favorites. Coming in at number 40, this is Bobby McFerrin. And don't worry, be happy. Oh, yeah. Shadow Stevens. The man, the legend himself. Yes, the man with the golden voice, who during the late 70s and 80s, he gained uh, an occult, a cult following when he created and produced the Fred R. Rated for Federated. It was a long-running series mm. of television commercials. They were very, very popular. And it, it was for a chain of home electronic retailers in the western and southwestern U.S. The ads were so popular that they were the subject of a two-page spread in the Time magazine and led a movie deal, television shows, American Top 40, etc. Shadow Stevens was phenomenal and continues to be a phenomenal part of broadcasting and the broadcasting world. So if it wasn't for Shadow Stevens, uh, I would have never thought to bring my stupidity to try to be a radio personality or my sexiness. Because growing up, man, I used to see Shadow Stevens, you know, on, on his commercials and on, on other shows and listen to him in the radio and I would be and I would be like, man, that son of a bitch is handsome. You know, when I get to be a grown ass man, <laughs> I want to look sexy like that cat, have that mustache, have that swag hair, that personality and that voice and that constant wit. Because I thought, man, that is like 10 times a chick magnet tool. Oh, yeah. Mr. Shadow Stevens. My God. 
Sir, you taught me how to be sexy, talk sexy, <laughs> walk sexy, and everybody's favorite friend under the sheets or on the music sheets. Shadow Stevens, thank you, baby. Yeah, Shadow Stevens, coincidentally, was probably the person responsible for bringing KROQ back from the dead in the late oh, 70s, well, early 80s. So yeah, our hats off far. to Shadow Stevens. I think every station he was on, he helped catapult to that next level. Yeah. Now, of course, you know, seeing that we are from Los Angeles, California, uh, I know some of our listeners out there, you 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 hate us because you're not uh, an Angelino. <laughs> come on, really, come on. They, they love us. They love us, and we love them. <laughs> it doesn't matter how many thumbs down Pandora listeners give us. No. You know, you are 100%. By the way, Correct. for Pandora listeners, this drink is for you guys. Oh, here. Cheers. Here's a show. I don't know if uh, a lot of listeners remember. It was uh, very late at night, and it was a talk show. And it was by Frank Sontag, who was also a member of Mark and Brian's uh, staff in the mornings, who took over for Chuck Moshans. He was on there with, with uh, uh, remember, Kelly Gates. But uh, Frank Sontag did this very intensive, intelligent show where you could call him and discuss just about anything that needed to be discussed, whether it be political, religious-wise, belief, musical, any form of topic that was controversial or needed to be discussed to help one understand it. Uh, was Frank Sontag. Uh, some of you out there, hopefully some of you remember. I don't know if you recall listening to him. I used to listen to that quite a bit just so I could be a little bit more knowledgeable about what was going on in the world. And it was that shows like that, especially his show, showed me that to every coin there is two sides of it. Very great show. Uh, hopefully some of our listeners do remember that show. And if you do remember that, show hit us on your our social media i will put a little post on uh, that uh, about that show and let's see uh, how many of our friends out there chime in on frank sontag what time do you remember what time that used to come out at night well i'd say probably 12 midnight yeah now, that's chang back then i i I used to listen because I used to close the liquor store. I was uh, worked at Sam's Liquor at late night. Yeah, I was probably high school. Yeah, during high school in the eighties, you I were was, a kid back then. Well, yeah, but I was probably watching Showtime uh, at midnight. I was watching oh pornography. Uh, no, hey, porn. hey, hey, hey! We do hey, not. Hey, do, <laughs> I did not. <laughs> Let's do this. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about some radio shows that were really captivating back in the 80s and also a little bit about why radio changed from what it was to what it is. Ah, my son Toscano say four Our Fathers and three Hail Marys and you will be absolved of the pornography that you watched during this era. You're listening to Back to the 80s. It's a talk show. This is Kid Craddock on the Eagle. Rich Bryan is no longer with the radio station. Uh, he, he wasn't fired. He moved on on his own and uh, got himself what he hopes is a, is a great job. And we wish Rich the best. And as for uh, this show, well, who knows? But here we are. It's 1143. And uh, if you'd like to... Uh, oh, oh, we should mention a couple of things here. Ozzy Osbourne is taking a heavy metal version of Elvis's Jailhouse Rock. And he's going to play it in men's prisons. 
God bless him. Osborne started the six-week tour July 16th to preview the new material and a new guitarist without fans and press. The name, well, he does have a captive audience there. The name of the USA guitarist cannot be released. Why can't it be released? Uh, what else do we have here? Uh, Pop Rocks. You remember Pop Rocks? It was that candy that, that uh, kind of caused like a nuclear explosion in your mouth. Well, uh, they uh, burst on the scene in 1976, and they're making a comeback. They've been zapped by rumors that Mikey, the little kid in the Life cereal commercial, died from the candy. Well, that's not true. General Foods stopped making it in 1980. Now that Mikey is back hawking the cereal, Carbonated Candy Ventures is test marketing Pop Rocks again in Oregon and Washington through August. If they were a laxative, they'd be so powerful you could stand on your head and sh on the ceiling. That position would not only be unavailing, but also undignified. And now, back to the 80s with Toscano and Chang. Welcome back. This is Back to the 80s Radio. This is the one and only show that brings back all the nostalgia and memories that you forgot you had. We are introducing the 80s to a whole new generation. And if you just joined us, I want to remind you guys that we are talking about radio in the 80s and radio jocks back in the 80s. And also radio shows uh, from back then and what shows we used to really, really enjoy listening to. I can tell you that in the evenings, Chang, I, I used to yeah. listen to KROQ back uh, early 80s, 82, 83, 84. And then one of my favorite shows was a show where you you had a a group, like a round table. It was kind of like a podcast today, but uh, it had the poor man. It had Dr. Drew and yes. and a few others, and it was called The Love Line. So The Love Line oh. is still a show, but it was much better back then. And the reason it was much better back then, because, see, today you guys have heard it all. You guys have yeah. heard the nasty. with huh. the no, you know, There's nothing surprising to you guys. you got to keep in mind that back then the FCC regulated radio so much for indecency Radio stations used to get fined all the time and not even for doing half of the stuff that they do today. Listening to the poor man, listening to Dr. Drew get these calls on the love line, it was hilarious. I don't doubt that some of these calls were fake. I don't doubt it. But you you got to know some of these calls were real. And it was amazing because it dealt with a lot of the sexual things that happened between the younger couples, sometimes even high schoolers would call on the show to get advice from Dr. Drew. Do you remember this? Yes, I remember that show. Okay, let's have a herpes question. Brett, 14 from uh, Orange. Brett? Brett? Yeah. Brett, you want to talk a little herpes talk, huh? Um, I was wondering, what, what is it more um, common to get herpes from? Vaginal sex or oral sex? And Drew looks at me. I should know the answer, huh, after a, a trillion times. Uh, both ways, right? Am I right, Dr. Drew? Again, I, I don't know the specific statistics on whether it's more common to get oral genital or genital genital herpes. Uh, both are very common. Mm -hmm. uh, why specifically do you ask that question? Because oh, my friend wanted to know. Well, they're oh, come both. Come on, dude! Did you want to know? <laughs> poor man's poor man's. Uh, what what did you say, poor man? I said, come on, get Brett. Did you you think you may have it? Come on, be honest. We don't know you. No, I don't. No, my friend wanted to know. Oh, he's right here, he, and he told me to say it. Why didn't he call in? Because it's my house. <laughs> oh, I see. So, in other words, only you, only you use the phone at your house. 
Yeah. If oh. a guest comes to use the phone, do you charge a quarter? Yep. <laughs> Put him on then, Brett. All right. Here. Hello? Dude, are you really serious? Do you think you may have herpes? Yeah. Why did you have Brett call? Because it's, it's his house. <laughs> <laughs> Gee. Well, it's his house and your herpes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can relate to that. You know, if I had herpes, I'd have, you know, Dr. Drew call if I was at his house. <laughs> Gee. <laughs> Why didn't you have his mom call? It's probably her phone. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Uh, do you, where do you think you have it? Um, on my genitals. How did you think you got it? So my cousin Ralph, who a big shout out to Ralph Rangel back over there in Glendora. He was the one responsible for me listening to the Love Line. I'm, I must have been ten to between ten and eleven years old. Mm, and he where, gave me got the bite, yeah. and he gave me my first we, you know we used to pretend we did the love line and we would record it on these recorders these um flat the, the top loading recorders i'll never forget he gave me my first radio name uh on this fake show that we used to have ah, and so here's yeah, you got baby. this little kid with a little voice and uh, talking about all these different scenarios and we would fake callers and things like that so the love line is a show that will always be in my heart, always, but the, but the old ones, not the new ones, that I will forever remember as being one of the responsible shows for me personally loving being behind the microphone. Nice. Uh, now, that's funny. Is your primo listening right now? He better. He is listening. That's why I'm giving you a big shout-out, Ralph. And by the way, we still have recordings on cassette of our ventures on the love line. You know, th that's uh, something you should uh, try to bring on the show. I, I wish I had some of the crap that I did uh, when I was a kid. I would pretend uh, I was a jock and I would uh, I would go ahead and talk into my little microphone on my uh, <laughs> I had a little turntable <laughs> and a little uh, receiver and the speakers used to light up in color when the music was on and uh I would get the microphone, plug it in, and I would uh, emulate uh, Wolfman Jack and or the real Don Steele. Uh, you know, put my own flavor into it, and you know, I got pretty good at, at being able to cue the album on. Yeah, uh, with me talking before my front cell, my back cell, and that's <laughs> oddly enough, I didn't learn that at ARV. I learned that in the <laughs> privacy of my own bedroom, trying to infiltrate one of the great microphone men of my time. And it's funny that you mentioned that, that me and you did things like that. And look where we're at now. Exactly. <laughs> Amazing. Now, here's a cat that uh, a buddy of mine turned on to me a couple of days ago. Uh, he uh, grew up in Baltimore. I met him when he uh, lived out here. Uh, big shout out to uh, Baltimore Bill. And this cat he used to listen to on WBSB Baltimore B104 with Willie B. Uh, you're going to have to trip out on this guy. This guy, he looks like uh, a college teacher or a high school teacher, but, man, he's got the personality of some fire. I just think it's, it's, it's crazy when you think about it. Uh, people put on a certain kind of identity in their own mind of a radio personality when they hear him. I'm, I'm sure you've done that. Toscano, I'm sure many of our listeners have done that. Lord knows I've done that. Absolutely. Where you imagine 
somebody different than what they actually look like when you hear that voice. Yeah, I think we uh, all had in mind a different face, and sometimes it would be better not to see the face just because it kind of ruins the mystery. I used to picture them all different. There were very few that I would have ever oh, yeah. gotten right. Yeah. I've been told, hey, Chang, how come you're not doing comedy anymore? And I was like, hey, man, I turned to radio, my true love. And, you know, things are starting to point up for that. And they're like, great, because you have the face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> I've been told that myself. Uh... I did want to make a side note, Chang, and that's to talk a little, just a little bit as we go away from radio jocks. And we talk about sure. what happened uh, with, for example, L.A. radio and, the, and also radio all along all around the United States. Right. Now, from 1989, December 27th, there is an article from the L.A. Times that you can find online. The title is long, but long story short, it talks about how the FCC and Wall Street got involved and Wall Street getting involved with radio and how everything changed starting from 1985. By the time the article was written in 1989, radio was pretty much on the way out as right. it first started. And what do I mean right. by that? I mean that it was a mom and pop shop until about 85. And this was according to Radio and Records Washington financial editor who said that radio stations are now relying, this is back in 89, that radio stations were relying increasingly on market research groups to help them develop their programming strategies and playlists. Yeah, uh, They also said that radio is less seat of the pants than it has ever been. The Western Regional Manager of Birch Scarborough Rating Service said he thinks that it was a better business, that radio was better business now than it was at the beginning of the decade because there was more money being invested in radio stations and there was more there was more money for research being used. And to give you an understanding of what this means, let's go back, let's travel mentally back to the 80s. The average sticker price, okay, for any radio station in Los Angeles was between 56 and 86 million dollars. Wow. That is a lot of money, my friend. Wall Street saw this and said, you know what? We got to get a piece of the pie. We got to get involved. We got to get research groups. We got to get ad campaigns. We got to get people that will help us uh, make this even bigger to the point where radio nationally was making over $8 billion a year in ad sales every single wow. year. And that is something important to know because as soon as that happened, radio stopped being great. It was now a full-fledged business that had nothing to do. These people didn't care one bit, and they continue not to care one bit about listeners, about uh, music, about the artist, about the energy, time, blood, sweat, and tears that artists spent on, on making their albums. All they cared was for market research concepts, focus right. groups, song right. testing, and they included terms such as psychographics, demographics, I mean, they spent so much money. Radio until about 85, 86, 87 was something that you could depend on to, to, to get you out of whatever rut it was. You enjoyed it. Jocks had personality. They were entertainers. Jocks had the liberty to bring in music of their own. 
to make radio what it was. Unfortunately, money killed radio. Wall Street getting involved with uh, a handful of uh, major mega companies started buying tons and tons of radio stations. Now, for mm-hmm. those of you who don't know how it worked, there was a law that every company that wanted to purchase radio stations, they can only buy 24 radio stations, and that's it. Mm-hmm. My how times have changed. All that ended, brother. It's, it's become a monopoly. Such such as corporate America, I mean, in every entity, in every business aspect, we have seen a monopoly effect of uh, uh, one conglomerate just buying everything and 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 giving the the the, the freedom of choice almost at a bare minimal and it's like we're not, we're going to give you the choice to listen to this shit or this crap yeah and that's all you're going to get from us so either you buy into this buy into that or pay an extra amount of dividend and get your private personal radio which they look at it was like all the has been person has been personalities of that higher entity on network radio or you can keep buying into us and we're going to give you some tickets and we're going to go ahead and play whatever crap but we're going to keep that background noise in your head for your subliminal mind that's what i think a, a new radio is in in all formats on fm terrestrial i don't give a rat's ass what state it is majority of fm radio is crap and it basically is background uh, sound to whatever you're doing in your day whether you be driving you're in your cubicle or you're in your office, or you're on a freaking elevator, or you're in the surgery, you're in the ER. It doesn't matter what you do. FM radio has become nothing more than a background sound to what you're doing in life. The connection, the human connection, uh, that unity is all gone now. Uh, That theater of the mind is all gone now. Uh, That great feeling you got where you learned something or you chuckled or it made you think is gone how many times do you crack on a terrestrial radio station nowadays and the jock is actually you think he's talking to you and the set of songs is coming out at you are the songs that are like that's my jam how many times do you hear a professional jock uh, do a psa uh, about uh, a topic that needs to be addressed. There's people out there that are uh, committing suicide. Uh, there's people out there addicted. There's people out there uh, with PTS, anxieties, depression. There's people out there with children getting killed, taken. Child endangerment is crazy. Domestic violence is at a rise. When do you hear a jock on the radio or any radio station give a rat's ass about people like that? And, and give these people some hope, some encouragement with a beautiful voice or a friendly voice or an encouraging song or just mentioning a freaking phone number for these people to seek help. When? We don't hear it nowadays. Wall Street began to show interest in radio acquisition in, in, in 1986, and they started forking out tons. We're talking multi-million dollar deals. Uh, this is what started happening in 86. Because of price tax price tags that were being paid was so enormous. Now there's pressure to get all these debts paid off. Uh, according to Bill Summers of KLOS, he was the general manager. He said, mm. 
radio is strictly right. business. It's just not fun anymore because now radio yeah. stations have to bring in money to pay off the debt for all those millions of dollars. Yeah. We we just have gone past a, a radio from from what it was as a mom and pop shop to bring in people, fun, creativity, uh, music, and all kinds of entertainment. And it is now strictly a business with no care in the world. And that's why, if you're listening, that's why streaming services have taken over. Because people now, they don't care about the jock. They don't care about the radio station. They only care about creating a certain playlist. They don't even care mm-hmm. about the artist anymore. So if you're an artist no, out there, don't. listen to me very carefully. The streaming services do not care for you. The FCC, the radio stations of today do not care for you. They only care no. about the number ones that are out there. They're the ones that are getting the deals. Nobody yes. else. You're listening to Back to the 80s. Anybody out there, if you are thinking or contemplating about suicide, I've got a number, the National Suicide Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. That number, again, if you yourself or know somebody out there going through some tough times and they are contemplating suicide or you are, please remember, you matter, we care. That number, again, is 1-800-273-8255. You are listening to Toscano and Chang right here at Back to the 80s Radio, where you get it full throttle and real. Real radio for real people. It certainly is a big bun. It's a very big bun. Big fluffy bun. It's a very big fluffy bun. Where's the beef? Some hamburger places give you a lot less beef on a lot of bun. Where's the beef? At Wendy's, we serve a hamburger we modestly call a single. And Wendy's single has more beef than the Whopper or Big Mac. At Wendy's, you get more beef and less bun. Hey, where's the beef? I don't think there's anybody back there. You want something better. You're Wendy's kind of people. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Shadow Stevens, and you must listen to Back to the 80s Radio. It's the law. We're back. This is Back to the 80s Radio on a very incredible and amazing Friday. So thank you for listening to Back to the 80s. Leave your comments at our Facebook page when you get a chance. Leave a review on whatever platform you listen to us. All we're asking is for you guys to leave us a positive review. You know, Chang, before the break, you had mentioned about suicide and you gave off the, the suicide prevention hotline. I also want to remind you guys that there is a shorter number that we can all prevent suicide here in the United States across wherever you are here in the United States. And that is by either sending a text or just dialing 988, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They're committed to to improving crisis services and advancing suicide prevention. Anyone could be struggling with suicide. As a matter of fact, I got to tell you this. My son's high school two days ago. On Wednesday, my younger son comes to me and says, uh, Dad, one of my teammates from cross country and track and field uh, committed suicide, was found by his best friend who took him to school every day. The kid lived with his grandparents. And it just destroyed my heart, brother, because 17 years old, you don't even know who you are yet. You haven't discovered no. what your purpose no. in life is. You haven't wow. seventeen. Yeah, you haven't discovered the world. You haven't experienced memories. 
you're so young for someone to feel that sort of anxiety or depression or the need to end his or her life at such a young age just boggles my mind because that action hurts, of course, the person who did it, but destroys those left behind. The entire family. Uh, Toscano, can you imagine the years, the nights, the sleepless years and nights of, of grief and, and deep sorrow and, and, and the guilt uh, that his parents will feel, his grandfather will feel, anybody that possibly knew him, anybody that had any inclination that that young cat was suffering so bad, that he was so hurt, that he took his life before he was even given a chance to grow out of the ground like a beautiful flower. And as you, you bring about that story, uh, I have an, uh, another story. And, and me, and, me and Toscano here at Back to the Aged Radio, uh, we don't want to put it on a, uh, a down note. You know, that's not our purpose, but our purpose is to enlighten and entertain. Uh, my daughter had a coworker. I believe this individual was 23 or 24 or a couple of weeks ago, also took their young life at such a young age. Uh, he was uh, this guy was kind of a, a quiet guy, kind of a, a loner, I believe. But at uh, those two ages to take your life and we see the scenario time and time again, it's almost daily, weekly. It's been an epidemic. It's been a disease. It's been a national tragedy when we have to live through cats that are our age, parents that are our age, live through this constant news of someone of younger years taking their life before they had the full knowledge of what life really is and their purpose. Uh, it's sad that we live in a day and time that uh, such catastrophes happen on the occurrences that they do. And you know what? In a way, Back in our generation, there was very few scenarios and stories of this magnitude. There were some. I'm not going to sugarcoat it and say everything was happy and dance worthy and uh, white uh, white picket fence and green grass. No, we had such stories, but they were lesser then. And I think a little bit to myself is nowadays the lack of presence of radio entertainment of the mind uh radio jocks that friend that you had in that box that could keep you motivated stimulated happy in tune in 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 dialed in that cat that spoke to you woman or man on the radio that kept you going a lot of kids uh, back then you know what the later generation, we could kind of call them latchkey kids. A lot of parents dropped out of sight. You didn't take care of your kids. You decided to fuck off, and it was all about you, or you gave in to your pressures, and you forgot about your child. And uh, at a time and age when parents forgot about their children, it was all about them. And bullying became a bigger crisis, bigger than cancer. Uh, you have a lot of kids that don't have anything to do at home there you you can't go out and play in the street because you got a bunch of freaks that are pedophiles out there we have a lot of parents that are having to work two jobs single parents maybe both parents and then you have a lot of dumb shit parents that don't care about their kids right and when you take the when you take the entity of radio something that is theater of the mind going to control your your mind and put you in a positive aspect be that friend to take that time away for you from uh 
doing bad things of energy, but radio can create that positive energy. You sit, maybe you do your homework, do some drawing. You can just kick back. You can vegetate. You can gravitate. Uh, we, I think that we losing radio and radio personalities and the way radio's format was, I think has a little bit to do with maybe why we're losing so many young lives because there is not another avenue to get to these kids to let them know that they count, that the imagination is a sensation. Live to your fullest capability. Live long, live proud. There's one thing you get out of life in both positive and negative experiences, and that is wisdom. Wisdom is the thing that we leave people behind. Generations, our children. Wisdom is the one key thing that gets us to prosperity, my brother. You know, it's interesting that you say that because we back then did not have, or not everybody at least, had therapists. We didn't go to therapy for the most part. Outside was our therapy. Biking right. with our friends, playing with our friends, establishing and continuing our relationships with our friends, our girlfriends, the boyfriends, the fam family members, uh, visit visiting. Radio was our friend and our therapist. Yes. Radio personalities were our therapist. The music was our therapy. There was so much going on that would stimulate our mind and our brain. There was no room to yes. feel this anxiety and the depression that would take no. over. If you are listening and you have been suffering with depression, anxiety, and whatever it is going on in your mind and in your heart, hey, I just want you to know that you matter, that you're not the only one. Toscano and Chang have also been there. And I want to remind oh, yes. you, there there is a number. Chang, you mentioned that number. I'm going to give you guys a shorter number, which is from the same suicide and crisis lifeline, but they made it even shorter. You need to either call or text or chat the number 988. Once again, 988. And you're going to be connected to trained counselors that are uh, part of this existing Lifeline network. They're going to listen to you. They're going to understand your problems that are affecting you. They're going to provide support. And they're going to connect you with the appropriate resources if necessary. Also, another thing you can do, go to a friend. Shoot, it doesn't even matter if they don't know you. Go to somebody and tell them what you're going through. You just need to speak out. And if you want to let us know here at Back to the 80s that you're going through some trouble, let us know. We'll provide the number again. It's 988. Text, chat, or call for some help. This is Back to the 80s. We're going to be right back. Welcome, 80s fans. I have been expecting you. You no longer need to listen to any other podcast. You want the 80s, don't you? The longing for it is swelling in you now. Feel the memories coming to you and listen to Back to the 80s. Give in to nostalgia. With each passing moment, you make yourself more of an 80s fan. It is unavoidable. It is your destiny. You don't know the power of Back to the 80s. You, like your childhood, 
are now mine. <laughs> hey, this is Laurie Miller from the first and original expose, and you're listening to Back to the 80s Radio. Remember when we thought the, the, the 80s, 80s, 80s were lame? That's because we hadn't lived through this decade yet. You're listening to Back to the 80s. We are back. This is the one and only Back to the 80s radio. Thank you for sticking around with us. We love every single one of you 80s fans that has always been there to support us from day one. A big shout out to everybody listening. There's uh, another jock that was very famous back in the 80s. Probably one of the ones responsible for the shock jock thing as well. He was Jay Thomas, and he had a show called the Jay Thomas Morning Zoo. Do you remember that? Power 106 here yes, in do. Los Angeles. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they would talk yes, about everything. Take a quick listen to Jay Thomas at Power 106. The snake is awake. Good morning. It's about 24 minutes after hey, boy, 7 o'clock. Ugly. Hey, boys, this good, good news here. Barbie's going to keep the baby. So, it's uh, 25 minutes after 7, 7.25 now on Power 106. Monica, I can't believe you didn't report this. This is absolutely true. I've been reading this in a bunch of newspapers. That a doctor at Harvard Medical School has been telling women that if they have infections of any type and they're worried about... You mentioned this to me the other day. And yeah, and I, and I had to look it up finally. <laughs> and I did see it the other day, I think in the Herald, that they're supposed to put their underwear in the microwave oh! oven. Now, I, I'm going to say... What does that do? I'm going to say something that I don't know what I'm talking about now, but the thing was called a yeast infection. Mm -hmm. Is that a bad thing? Does it hurt? Does it itch? What does it do? It's when you have a problem baking bread. No, no, no. Come on. I mean, no, I'm not <laughs> no it's, it's a female problem. problem so yeah. if you have this problem, you have a little, you put your underwear in the microwave oven and it kills the germs. I just read that the other day. But the, the yeast isn't, gosh, it's gross on your underwear. It's <laughs> don't, don't mention it. I don't know what else it does. So ladies, if you're having trust, and the doctor said there's going to be a lot of jokes made about this. I heard this guy talking the other day on one of those consumer uh, networks and stuff. So I just wanted to bring it to you. I mean, it's just another wonderful use. That and, of course, uh, you know, putting toy poodles in there, which was another fun thing we did for hey, a while. I have one of those. I know you do. It's 26 minutes after 7 o'clock. So now, Jay Thomas, he's another cat you could put up there with uh, Fraser Smith. You could put him up there with Rick Dees. You can put him up there with Howard Stern. Uh, he was a shock jock. A lot of times, Jay Thomas... Uh, spoke his mind, stepped on some toes, was kind of funny the way he did it. But that was a guy that he showed that he had a lot of balls, a lot of, he had no fear, a lot like Howard Stern, but, uh, a different era. If you may, if I may say, uh, I used to love to listen <laughs> to some of the stuff Jay Thomas would say. And as, as a matter of fact, I recall him getting himself in a lot of trouble with the FCC. Yes, such as he Howard did. Stern. They got fined many times because of him. Yes, exactly. Now, here's a disc jockey that I'm going to bring out. Okay, you ready for this guy? I grew up listening to this guy in the 70s on uh, AM, uh, KHJ. Uh, he ended with KRLA back in 1988, that oldie station in Los Angeles, California. And I'm talking about the legendary, the real Don Steele. Yeah. If it was not for the real Don Steele, I don't think the Chang would have ever cracked a mic. But then again, I don't know, man. But this cat was the guy for me. And uh, he had a long, luxurious career. I mean, the guy was on movies. I mean, he was just like 
He was the voice of radio in Los Angeles, California, during the era before FM came and kind of pirated and took control. The real Don Steele. Uh, so you got to listen to this track right here from 1988 at KRLA Radio in Los Angeles, The Real Don Steele. You, my brother, remember The Real Don Steele. You only had to not live in L.A. to know who the hell The Real Don Steele was. Real Don Steele. How you doing? How you Good stuff only on KRLA, Ramsey Lewis Street. We're in with the in crowd, or close enough. I love you, Ben. I love you, love you, love you and yours. And those two, and you, and you, and you, and you. And especially you. Commercials, bad. Music, good. Now, with zero commercials. Please help support us in your donation today. We are going back to the 80s. All right, my cats and kitties, welcome back to Back to the 80s Radio, hosted by yours truly, Toscano and Chang, the dynamic duo of Sway and It's Okay. We have talked about many different radio personalities and what they meant to us, what they mean to people in our own words and our own beliefs from many different radio stations. Of course, we catered to Los Angeles, California, because both of us are Angelinos. Uh, I want to reiterate to all our listeners out there, Wherever you lived in the United States or out there, if you grew up with a certain radio personality in the 1980s, feel free to hit us on our social media pages, hit us on our Patreon page, visit us everywhere and become part of the program because we want radio for the people, by the people, for all we the people. I just want to pay homage to every single radio personality from back in the 80s that has been responsible for setting that pace in our lives personally as listeners and also responsible for putting a smile in every single person that ever listened to them, no matter what state in the United States you're listening to. And uh, for that fact, at any part of the world that you're listening to, 80s radio and radio personalities were very special. So on that note, I want to thank you for listening to us on this Friday. And I hope that you guys not only enjoy the show, but that you guys would do us a favor. Leave us a, a positive review on whatever platform you listen to us on. And also, very, very important, introduce the 80s to a whole new generation. Please share the 80s with everybody that you know, especially the younger generation. A generation that is filled with anxiety, filled with depression but also a generation that is hungry and strong and has all, all the potential for greatness. So share the 80s with this new generation. In the meantime, thank you for being with us here on the one and only Back to the 80s Radio. Chang here before we release you to another Chang-tastic week. Remember, you matter, you count. It doesn't matter what you believe in, what you look like, where you come from, who you love, or where you want to go, you matter. You are as important as the guy behind you or the girl in front of you. Don't you dare give up. And remember, keep a smile on that face because at any given moment, happiness is coming your way. Stand for something bigger than yourself. Stand for somebody that can't. So I bid you all an adios. Hasta mañana. Arrivederci. Sayonara. And to all my bros in the OC, 
Later, bros, and all my homies across this land, from every barrio to the next. Orale.